Hi everyone, hope that you are doing well. Um, okay, so I am recording this on Monday the 26th of February. Um, it was originally just going to be a bit of a celebration at the fact that my football team um, just won the first trophy of the season. Congratulations, Liverpool. That's awesome. Um, and we all kind of touch on that a little bit as we go through, but it, it it's kind of brought up an interesting talking point that I think is really relevant to everybody in their business. And I, I'm going to share with you a little bit of behind the curtain stuff here. So uh, let's start with yesterday's game. So yesterday's game was a cup final against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, who, for those of you that don't follow soccer, football that particularly closely, or perhaps don't watch the Premier League, um, Chelsea uh, should be doing much better than they are. They'd spent a billion dollars on, in fact, no, a billion pounds, so that's more than a billion dollars. That's like $1.3, $1.4 billion on their squad in the summer on a rebuild, and it has not gone well. They are currently languishing somewhere in the middle of the table. This was probably their only chance at silverware uh, in the entire season. And they were up against Liverpool, who are currently top of the league. So looks can be deceiving. And you'd probably think, well, Liverpool will walk this game. But Liverpool have 14 injured first team players right now. This is completely unprecedented at the club. It is really terrible. Um, to the point where yesterday we were starting and, and we played throughout the game um, academy players. There's 16-year-olds on the bench, 17-year-olds on the bench. There's players coming on and getting game time who've played no more than a handful of games. One guy has only played like 10 minutes of our game last week because we had an injury problem and here he is in a cup final. You know, Chelsea were able to field their superstars. They have a couple of injuries too. I'm not suggesting that they don't. They do. Um, but on paper, it, it should have been David versus Goliath. Um, and Goliath should have absolutely smashed David, but he didn't. He fell and David beat Goliath once again. And that's exactly what happened in the game yesterday, which is amazing. But here's the thing, right? And, and one of the... Um, I was watching a lot of the reactions back yesterday. As you can imagine, I was kind of just indulging in any content that I could get my hands on because of how much I was enjoying the the victory. I watched the game back multiple times. I watched the goals. I watched the celebrations. I watched the fan reactions. And I started to watch the Chelsea fan reactions. And there was a running theme. And the theme was around their manager. They weren't really questioning their players. They were questioning their manager and his tactics. And they were saying, you know, it was... Yes, on the pitch, it was boys versus men, quite literally, um, in terms of Chelsea having the men and Liverpool having the boys because they had such young players on the field. But it was also Klopp versus Pochettino, Jurgen Klopp being the manager of Liverpool Football Club and Maurizio Pochettino being the manager of Chelsea. Um, I won't make this a whole football thing. You don't need to know this, all other than the fact that he was once a manager for one of their rivals who they actively dislike. And therefore, they've never really taken to this manager. But the thing that they were saying was really interesting. They were talking about tactically. They were saying, yes, but it was Klopp versus Pochettino. And there was no way that Pochettino was going to be able to outthink, out-strategize, out-maneuver Jurgen Klopp. And it got me thinking about how Liverpool, for the last week or so, knew that they were going to have these kids available. We had some late fitness tests for some of our star players who didn't make it. They didn't even make the bench. Um which was funny because at one point they were leaping over advertising hoarding boards to go and celebrate the goal. So if they weren't fit enough to play, I'm not quite sure how they're fit enough to run down steps and leap over advertising boards, but that's a story for another day. I'm not part of the medical department. But the point is this. 
the past week has been entirely dedicated to understanding the strategy of how to win, understanding that the team that they were going to be able to field were not as talented, were not as experienced, were not as wealthy, were not as costly, were not as experienced as Chelsea Football Club. It's just a fact. It's just the way that it was. And we still managed to get the victory. The boys still managed to do it. And, and that not only makes me immensely proud, but it also makes me think a lot about business because one of the things that I run into a lot is people who don't even recognize that they're playing the game. Like, you don't even recognize that you have competitors. You're so busy focusing on your own business and what it is that you can do that you haven't even noticed that there is competition out there. And, you know, I use the analogy a lot that if you're playing a cup final game at the weekend, but you've not given any time or energy into the strategy as to how you're going to play the opposition, you're just pretending that they don't exist, you're not very likely to win that game. Um, And on our podcast series, we talk a lot particularly for the new TV series that we're recording, we talk a lot about how people differentiate themselves from the competition. And one of the really fascinating things about that for me is that there's usually four types of answers and they're very specific types of answers. So I'm going to share all of them with you because only one of them for me is right. And they fascinate me. So the first one, which is the one that's right, is when we're talking to a potential guest about coming on the show and we say to them, look, we want to understand how you differentiate yourself in your competition. Who are your top five competitors? They can tell me instantly. Rattle off the names. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Usually in the order, usually followed by a line about why. Pros and cons. They do this really well, but we're better than this. They do this pretty well, but we do this. They're kind of over there on that market, but we do this. And they can tell me. I love that answer because it means that not only have you recognize that you're in the game you understand who the competition are and whilst it continually improving your performance on the field or in the world of business you are also keeping an eye on what's going on with your competition to learn from their strengths so that you can avoid them in games learn from their weaknesses so that you can exploit them learn from their wins so that you can enjoy them and and make sure that they happen in your business and avoid the pitfalls right i often say to my clients when it comes to business that the only reason i can show you every right door is because i tried every wrong one so if that's probably what makes you valuable as a coach or a consultant, right? Is being able to say, I've seen it, been there, done that, done it with a load of my clients. Here's the wrong doors. Here's the right doors, right? Now, how can you do that if you have no idea who these people are? So that's answer number one. Answer number one is I know exactly who they are and I can rattle them off and I can tell you exactly why they're my competitors and why. Answer number two that I get, and these are the three wrong ones for me, and I don't like right or wrong, but these are wrong in my opinion. Um, one of them I get is somebody will come to me. It happened just the other day. Somebody came to me and says, my competitors are Baines, McKinsey, and it's like rattling off all the names of these really big boys. And I went and looked at their business, and they are a one-man band consultant that doesn't even have a VA at this point. And I'm thinking, if you're genuinely considering Bain a $3 billion a year company that employs over 20,000 consultants to be your competitor, you've already lost the race before you've started. What? Well, why are you getting out of bed, Right. Because how are you going to compete with that? When I'm talking about competition, I'm talking about, you know, who are you losing business to? Who's trying to go for the same business as you? Who is in the same league as you? You're not even talking about the same league at this point, right? That's like, I don't know, let's pick a really obscure football club. In fact, most people will recognize this. This is like Wrexham Football Club, obviously owned by uh, Ryan and Rob, who did a great job of getting promoted from the National League. Congratulations and into League Two. So they're now in the professional tier of English football. But they're still in League Two. It goes League Two, League One, Championship, Premier League, and then you have the top teams at the top of the Premier League. So this is kind of like saying... 
that Wrexham consider to Liverpool Football Club or Manchester United or Manchester City to be their rivals. That's ridiculous. That's not possible. They need to be looking at teams in the same league as them so that they can be identifying a winning strategy as to how they're going to gain promotion from League 2 into League 1, at which point you generate new competitors. You generate new rivals, new people that you're up against. Why? Well, because now you're in a different division. Now you've gone up a class. So now you have to try and compete against those people. So the idea that a one-man band would come to me and tell me that they genuinely believe that their competitor is a $3 billion, 20,000 consultant strong army of a business is ludicrous. And they're not the only ones that do that. You know, I have coaches and consultants who deal with all kinds of things and they'll come to me and, you know, like I set my business up two years ago. Um, I have like a handful of clients. I'm looking to try and pass the 2 billion, 3 million mark, whatever it is, right? That's what I'm trying to get to. Okay, so who do you consider to be your nearest competitor? Tony Robbins. What? Yeah, Tony Robbins. To- probably Tony Robbins. Yeah, pro- and it's like different division. You haven't recognized what class you're in again. This is insane. Insane. You are currently playing high school football and you're talking about a Super Bowl winning team in the NFL. Like it's just, this could not be further apart. Now, I love aspirations and I love dreams and I love being able to get there. But if you're going to create a proper strategy that's going to allow you to win promotion, win a championship, win the division, whatever it is, then you need to be looking at the people in your division that are around you. That's insane that you would look miles higher than that and say, that's where I'm going. Or that's my competitor right now. You can head there. Absolutely. Look, I want to be the owner of Liverpool Football Club. I'm aware that there is like $4 billion at least separating me from that goal right now. But I am already involved in football clubs. I am already on the board of football clubs. I am already learning my trade. I am winning. I am advising sports clubs. I already have my slice of ownership. I'm working my way towards Liverpool Football Club. But the idea that I would say that that's my competition right now is Liverpool, that's insane. It's insane because I still have to win several divisions in order to be able to get to that point. right? And so do you, more often than not. The third answer, which probably makes me laugh just as much, is when they say anyone. In fact, I've got one right here. I'll read you the answer. My competition is any or all marketing or branding agencies. What? Like in the world? Like any branding or marketing agency in the entire world? Like I don't even know how many there are. In fact, I'm going to check this right now. Give me like 30 seconds and I'm going to check. How many branding and marketing agencies in the... Let's just do in the USA. In the USA. Chat GPT to the rescue. Let's find out. Da, 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 da. It won't even tell me because it says it's a vast market that has several million agencies. It won't give me a specific answer. That's insane, right? Let's try and see whether Gemini can do any better. Now it's the battle of the AIs. Right, let me, rather than type it out again, let me just copy paste it here. I'm genuinely curious. Let's find out. So paste into Gemini. Gemini, for those of you that don't know, is Bard. It was the updated version of Google's AI. I have no idea why they changed its name, but they did. Um, Okay, so this won't give me an exact answer either, but it says that it's too difficult to answer, but they estimate that over 120,000 marketing and data advertising agencies open on an annual basis. 120,000 more agencies a year, according to Gemini. I have no idea how accurate that is, but we have to go with the AI and say that that's what it says. But the idea that you're going to say to me that your competition is anybody who is an advertising or marketing agency or a branding agency is is ludicrous. No, it isn't. 
Like, how big do you think your division is? Right? Plus, there are the doing it as a side hustle agencies and branding businesses. There are the tired, retired people who are just doing it to supplement their income. There are agencies that employ one person. There are agencies that employ five people. There are agencies that employ thousands of people. All of these are your competitors, really? Like, how are you devising a winning strategy and a game plan to win that division and win that championship if you believe that everybody is your competition? Also, that for me just feels like a bit of a cop-out. So if that's kind of how you feel about what you do, I'm kind of calling you out at this point. How are you going to devise a winning strategy? Think about what Liverpool did at the weekend with Chelsea. Liverpool knew that they were playing their young players. They knew that on the field, they didn't necessarily have the talent just to go toe-to-toe. So they had to devise a winning strategy. But they were focused on one team. Imagine if they were trying to devise that winning strategy and focusing on thousands of teams or hundreds of teams or even dozens of teams. That's why I pick five as a number. Because if we can pick five and we can plot, right, if we can get these five victories, that's how we get to the final. That's how we get to the Super Bowl. That's how we get to the World Series. Whatever it is, you can do that. But the idea of trying to do that for hundreds of people, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, I mean, bearing in mind that they didn't even say in the US. I searched in the US. So I don't think it's a, a, a massive assumption to say that there's probably over a million advertising, marketing, and branding agencies worldwide if you include all the one-man bands and the larger agencies as well. So how can they possibly all be your competition? Like, so that it just... It really makes me think that people are either just they're overwhelmed potentially by how much is out there and they don't know how to do that initial research to identify who those five people are that they need to be focused on and that's a concern all on its own or it feels like it's a lazy cop out and I hope I'm wrong with that but it feels it like it's a bit like um, oh it's too big to research because there's millions and it's like so you're just not going to bother devising a strategy, right? You're, you're not. So you you have no intention of winning this championship. You have no intention of winning. Like th- these are the same people that come to you and tell you, my goal for 2024 is massive growth. I want to win more. And you're like, great. Who are you up against? And they go, everyone. And it's like, how, how are you going to devise a winning strategy if you don't even know who you're playing in the cup final of the weekend? It's, it's, it's saddening. It really is. And maddening, actually. Um, and then the final one, which is probably the one that makes me laugh the most, and if this is probably going to touch a nerve for a couple of people. I hope it does, actually, because then you can learn a lesson from it, because I really want you to be successful. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing this. I'd just be laughing in private. Who are your competition? Nobody, right? We are so unique. We do this in a completely unique way. We're the only ones in the world, and it's it, it makes me laugh, because don't get me wrong. There are some brands, absolutely, that have done something so innovative, so new, that there is nobody else in the world that does what they do. But they are so few and far between, it's unbelievable. What people often talk about with uniqueness is their differentiator, right? It's their uniqueness. It's their unique selling point. So they still have a target market, and they're still trying to get a target market to a particular destination. They just have a unique way of getting them to that destination. But it's like they've forgotten the, the, the like think of the bread and the sandwich, right? The sandwich, the filling for the sandwich is what makes you unique. The bread is one slice, is the market. The second slice is the destination that you're trying to get that market to. Okay, so it's like people throw out the bread because they've remembered the filling. So instead of being able to say, okay, who are my competition that work with the same target audience that I do, that are trying to get them to the same destination or a similar destination that I'm trying to get mine to, but use a different process, a different methodology, a different whatever, right? Because ultimately, if we go back to sport, 
you know, every team has its own style of football. Every team has its own tactics and its own way of playing. But the idea that they forget that there's other people trying to win the league and there's other people in the tournament is insane. Like, you have to remember who's in the league with you and you have to try and have a goal in mind of, I want to win the championship. I want to get into the Champions League. I want to win the Super Bowl. I want to win the World Series. Whatever it is for you in your particular sport, right? Or I want to avoid relegation is sometimes the case for people if they're having one of those consolidation years. Nothing wrong with that. We've all been there. But if you don't even recognize what your goal is and the destination that you're trying to get to and the fact that you have people who do the same thing that are trying to achieve the same thing that whose only aim is to beat you to that destination or that goal, then you're not going to get there. And if you do, it's going to be by pure luck and chance, which means that it's going to be almost impossible to replicate. I want you to have a business that you can scale and replicate with success. That's what I want for you. But you're not going to get there by being really naive and saying, oh, I don't have any competitors. We're completely unique. It's like, take your head out your ass. You really do. Like, I, I can't even say that in a nicer way. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. If I can, I mean, if I could just go into Google and type in who it is you work for and the destination you're trying to get them to, are you telling me that you're going to be the only Google search in the world that comes up with search findings for Google? One. Oh, it's this person. If, that, if that's true, show me and I will eat my words. I will come on here. I will share your screen grab and I will apologize that you are the only person in the world that is recognized for doing what you do for those people to get them to that destination. I will. I'll, I'll shut up. I'll eat humble pie. I will. But for 99.9999999% of you, that isn't the case. Yeah, I see that answer so often. Let's say I have 100 people that want to come on our show and answer those questions to apply. I reckon about 30 or 40 of them will tell me that they don't have any competition. And that's insane. It's insane. So the reason I'm bringing this up is I love winning trophies. Like I I, I didn't just love winning trophies in, in sport. I love winning trophies as a fan through my club. I love the accolades and awards that we win as a business. Like I love winning. Winning for me is just the best feeling in the world. But I am also having come from professional sports and having come... Um, th through corporate uh, corporate America, corporate world, big, large, huge businesses, now having run and um, sold multiple small businesses and now running more that are still winning awards again, I can honestly tell you that if it all came down to my skill set and my ability, we'd be screwed. Because as good as I am, it doesn't matter how good I am on the field. If I haven't devised a strategy to beat my competitors to that goal, to that destination, to that trophy, I'm screwed. Because I, I have to know how they're going to line up. I have to know what their strategy is. I have to know what they're doing. Not so that I can do everything that they're doing, but so that I can look at, right, that's a real area of strength for them. So we shouldn't invest time and money into that because we're just going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them and they already do it really well. However, this area over here, they're weak at. If we invest our time and energy over here, we can gain a significant market advantage by making sure that we avoid their strengths and play to their weaknesses. Plus, I can look at the wins that they have and the strengths that they have and go, that's clever. We could try and implement some of something like that into our business, a piece of that. We can evolve it. My strategy is always the same. Learn, implement, evolve, teach. Learn, implement, evolve, teach. And that's exactly what we do every time. I learn something. We implement it on our business. We give it a try. I evolve it to make it better because my aim just like we did in sports and just like we do in business is to look at what somebody's doing and go, that's clever. We can take that bit. We don't want this bit, but we'll have this bit. Evolve it and do it even better than they are and then move on, right? So sometimes it comes down to 
how can you, in fact, no, not even sometimes, all the time it comes down to, do you, if you are going to need to learn it, implement it, evolve it, and teach it, and you haven't even recognized that there's something for you to learn or people for you to learn from, you're falling at the very first hurdle. The very first hurdle. And believe me, there are multiple hurdles as you go through this. Learning it can sometimes be quite difficult. Implementing. Sometimes people have difficulty implementing. There's usually two things that people do. They either throw the baby out with the bathwater and they just go all in on this new thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's pretty scary to me. Other times people want to perfect something before they'll even start to implement it. So they'll take three, six, 12 months thinking about it. Oh, I'm just going to play with this. Oh, I haven't got the wording right in my head yet. And they keep going and keep going before they know it. Someone else has implemented it and got a massive competitive advantage on them. And it's like, too late, Mr. Boat. Well done. Now we have to go back to the drawing board and learn something else because you missed the opportunity. It's too late. Um, I remember having a conversation not that long ago with a friend of mine who is still playing professional sports, but he's now in a much lower division. And he'd spent 10, 15 years of his career, top flight leagues across Europe. And he was saying to me that he couldn't understand why his agent was struggling to get him a opportunity at a larger club. It was only the smaller clubs that were interested. And eventually he asked his agent outright and was like, what is the problem? And the, the thing that the agent said to him was really profound. It was the game moves on. And what he's trying to say to him there is, the, your style of play, your tactics, your strategy was what the top leagues wanted 10, 15 years ago. That's gone now. They've moved on. They've evolved. They're doing something else, right? So now there are opportunities for you in smaller leagues who haven't yet moved on. They haven't yet developed at the same speed or different countries or whatever it is, right? I, I talk about geographical and industrial cross-pollination all the time, which is the sharing of best ideas and practices from different industries and different markets because not every industry, not every geographical location moves or progresses at the same speed. So the game moves on, but that doesn't just apply to sport. That also applies to business. The game moves on. So if you're not constantly looking at ways to learn, you're looking at your competition, you're looking at ways that you can implement, evolve, improve, you're going to get left behind and the game will move on. And you'll be somebody who will be talking to us in a few years' time about how you ran a successful consultancy, successful coaching practice, successful agency, whatever the hell it is, successful headhunting firm, I don't care, right? Oh, yeah, it was really great. You know, I, I was really good for like 10, 15 years and, and now it's all gone to shit. Well, it only went to shit because you stopped evolving, you stopped learning, and that's a choice, right? So I implore you to start with this position. If you don't know how to identify who these people are, genuinely, this is an open offer, message me and ask me and I will give you some tips. In fact, I think I have a training video for my team about how we do it for our clients and how we can find those competitors. If you want to learn that, message me. Seriously, it's an open offer, message me and I'll tell you how to find those people because I want you to win and you're not going to win if you don't understand that you're in a competition. If you don't understand you're in a race, how are you going to win? Right? If you already have some ideas as to how to find out who these people are, I implore you to look at them, start doing some of that research, right? Get your head out of the clouds with the, you know, Tony Robbins is my competitor, Bane's my competitor. You know, I'm a one-man band doing X, but Bane, who makes $3 billion a year and I have 20,000 consultants, is my competitor. I want to get out of the mindset of every agency, every business, every whatever in the world is my competitor, because that's not true either, nor is it true that you don't have any competition. So do a little bit of self-reflection and write down the sandwich. Who is it you work for? Bread. Filling. What is it you do that differentiates yourself? Next slice of bread. What is the end destination you're trying to get them to? And then ignore the filling for a minute and go and see if there's other people in the market similar size to you working with similar size clients selling similar price services that are trying to work with the same target audience and get them to the same destination because these are people that you should already start to be paying attention to. Okay.
hope that helps. I really hope it does because the amount of times I see this answer and all these answers, I should say, and I, sometimes I laugh and sometimes I just want to lose my mind because I desperately, desperately want people to win and they, yet have, they have yet to recognize that they're even in a sport. It, it, it's ludicrous to me. It, it's Seriously, this is how ridiculous it is to me. It, it would be like going to um, Liverpool Football Club and being like, so you guys want to win the league this year? Yeah. You know, who are your biggest rivals? Who are you coming up against? Oh, I don't even know who's in the league. Not not sure. Um, how many clubs are in the league? I mean, do, do we play against other clubs? Like, that's how ludicrous this is to me when people give me these answers. If you want to win, there is a formula for winning. Serial winners follow a blueprint. I'm urging you to do the same. Let's go.